There are many funeral traditions that can be attributed to Filipinos, but one in particular has lived on to the modern age from when it started more than 2,000 years ago. This is the ancient funeral rite of hanging coffins by the Igorots of Sagada. If Baguio in Benguet is a six-hour drive from Manila, Sagada in the mountain province is an even more faraway destination as it takes another six-hour drive north from Baguio to get there. Sitting in a valley at an elevation of 1,524 meters above sea level, Sagada's remoteness, cold climate, and rough terrain provide tourists of today a challenging but nonetheless very appealing holiday destination. But it's also these same attributes that, centuries ago, made Sagada one of the few places in the Philippines that preserved its indigenous culture with little Spanish influence. The hanging coffins in what is now known as Sagada's Echo Valley is one of the things the Igorot tribe of the 11,000 people municipality was able to preserve. There are several reasons the tribe is believed to practice this. Spiritually, suspending the coffins on the side of cliffs brings the departed closer to heaven and exposes them to light needed to find their way home. Practically, the limited land in their mountainous territory could be used for agriculture instead of as a burial ground, and the corpses would be out of the reach of animals, gravediggers, and headhunters who during tribal wars would take the heads of their victims as trophies. Some also say that burial in hanging coffins is done as a symbol of wealth and status, and although there is no recorded evidence that only those of a higher class are buried this way, there are certainly some qualifications. One is, the death had to have been of natural causes. This does not include infant death and death from illnesses as those who died of such are believed to bring bad luck if enclosed in coffins. Another qualification is the departed must have married and had grandchildren. These, among other qualifications, might be why there are only a few hanging coffins in Sagada, despite the tradition's more than 2,000-year existence. The burial preparation begins even before a tribe member's death, as the elderly hollow out their own coffins from local timber and they paint their names on the side. When they die, a five-day ceremony is held involving the sacrifice of at least 21 pigs dogs or chickens, and a tradition called Banagapoy, which in the Igorot's Kankanae language means to light a fire. The sacrificed animals are feasted upon throughout the ceremony, and Panagapoy is done every day at dusk, with the family of the deceased lighting a bonfire made with saeng or old pine wood. The body of the departed is placed in a wooden chair, tied with leaves and vines, and covered with a ceremonial cloth like a mummy. It is then smoked to preserve it for five days while relatives pay their respects. On the fifth day, the body is moved from the death chair and passed from one tribe member to another to the casket the deceased hollowed out when they were still alive. Any drop of blood or fluid from the cadaver that gets on the mourners in this process is believed to bring good luck. A location for the final resting place is chosen at the sacred ground in Echo Valley. While men drive pegs into the cliff face for the coffin, other tribe members break the dead person's bones to stuff the body into the three to four feet long casket in the fetal position. This is to signify leaving the earth the same way it had been entered. Once the body is inside, the lid is secured and the coffin is hauled up and hung in place with the use of ropes and projecting beams. Not all coffins, however, are suspended by the side of Echo Valley's cliffs. Some can be found at the entrance of caves like Lumiang, still within the reach of sunlight because again the dead need light to find their way home. 
Their contact with the ground might support the theory that only the rich and respected are buried in hanging coffins, or it might just be for practical reasons. There is no way to be sure as there are very few records of this tradition on paper. It's been passed down mostly by word of mouth from each generation's elders, and as their religious beliefs changed from ancient animism to Christianity, so did their burial tradition slightly evolve. The most recent coffins to be hung at Echo Valley were made by nailing several pieces of wood together, and they're longer at about 5 to 6 feet. The last coffin to be hung this way was reportedly in 2010, and we can't be sure if that will be the last. The arrival of Spanish conquistadors on Philippine shores in the 1500s had a lot to do with how Filipino death customs in general have evolved. Most pre-Hispanic Filipino tribes believed that the dead would return to the land of the living if the funeral process wasn't accomplished properly. They were also accustomed to burials beneath houses, sometimes even within houses, or inside rock and cave shelters, or on cliffs like the Igorots of Sagada. But with the spread of Catholicism, Filipinos have come to adhere to burial practices set by the Roman Catholic Church, including the use of cemeteries as sacred spaces for the dead. As more than 86% of Filipinos are Catholic, the following traditions pertain mostly to Filipino Catholics. The wake or the vigil following someone's death is known as lamay or paglalamay. It lasts three to seven nights on average, longer if the bereaved family is waiting for a relative traveling from afar. During the paglalamay, the cleaned and embalmed body is placed in a coffin and displayed either at the house of the deceased or a funeral home. The casket is traditionally surrounded by funeral lights, flowers, a guest registry book, and a contribution box. Black is a traditional color worn by mourners except for Chinese Filipinos and Ilocanos who both customarily wear white. If white clothing is worn, a small rectangular black mourning pin is typically pinned on the left breast. Visitors of the wake bring abuloy or cash donations, flower wreaths, and mass cards to let the family know they'll be remembered and prayed for in the intentions at a Catholic Mass. Food and drinks are served and engaging in conversation with the family is encouraged. While it may be deemed sensitive in other cultures to ask the bereaved questions about how the decedent died, Filipinos see this as a valid show of affection and concern. Other activities conducted within the vigil area include singing, playing the guitar, and even gambling with cards, bingo, or mahjong. These are socially acceptable for the purpose of keeping mourners awake, especially at night, as at least one person should be watching over the casket. On the funeral day, the coffin is carried by a hearse or borne by family members themselves in procession with other mourners towards the church. The traditional colors worn are still black or white, though some funerals have men wearing the barong Tagalog with black trousers while sporting a black armband, and women wearing veils or headbands that match their dress. Once the memorial service is done, the coffin is then brought to the cemetery. Mourners pay their final respects by throwing the flowers from the wake into the gravesite where the coffin has been lowered. After the funeral comes the custom of Basham, which literally means that which is done for nine days. The belief is that the soul of the decedent only enters the spirit world on the ninth day following death. So to facilitate this, every evening for nine days, the family and other mourners offer a novena or prayer for the dead, followed by a service and a meal. 
On the 40th day following death, a special prayer service or mass is held to celebrate the time the soul stops wandering the earth and finally ascends to the afterlife in the same way Jesus Christ ascended into heaven 40 days after his resurrection. A feast is typically held at the house of the decedent, with small portions of food placed as an offering in the altar. The first death anniversary is called Waksi or Babang Luksa, which means the morning has finally ended for the family. A prayer service or mass is once again held, followed by a feast. Miscellaneous non-valuable belongings of the deceased are sometimes symbolically burned to represent the mourners moving on with their lives. The family can hold birthday celebrations and attend parties once again. If the deceased was married, the widow or widower can now remarry and mourners can finally wear colored clothes if for a year they chose to dress all in black or wear a black pin. Although only the first death anniversary is specifically commemorated, Filipinos honor the deaths of all their ancestors on All Saints Day and All Souls Day. People would gather at cemeteries as early as All Hallows Eve, decorate the family grave with candles and flowers, and feast while offering prayers overnight to keep the dead company. Not all of today's Filipino funeral customs were influenced by the Spanish. Asian influence is responsible for many of the pamahiin or superstitions relating to death that Filipinos still believe even in this modern age. Many of these beliefs have to do with avoiding death, recognizing signs of impending death, preventing bad luck, and helping the spirit of the departed in its journey to the afterlife. The following are Pamahiin observed when a member of the family passes away. Wishes can be whispered to the ears of the dead for them to carry to heaven. If the fists of the dead are clenched, the family will have financial struggles, but if the palms are open, the family will experience prosperity. Placing a broken rosary in the hands of the dead will prevent consecutive deaths in the family, while placing cash will serve as the dead's pamasahe or fare to the afterlife. If the cash is retrieved from the hands before the body is buried, the money will bring good luck. If the cause of death is murder, placing chicks on the coffin will bring the murderer to justice. The body of the dead shouldn't wear shoes to decrease the spirit's weight in its journey to heaven and to avoid hearing their footsteps in the family's house. The feet of the dead at the wake should not be pointing towards the rising sun or a relative will die. Someone should be awake at night to watch over the casket and prevent a swang or supernatural entities from stealing the body. Tears shouldn't be allowed to fall on the casket or the spirit of the deceased will have a hard time transitioning to the afterlife. While everyone else should avoid wearing bright colored clothing, children should wear red at the wake and when sleeping. This is to prevent the dead from visiting them and giving them nightmares. Financial contributions for the funeral should only be used for funeral expenses or else the spirit of the dead will haunt whoever uses it for something else. Avoid serving dishes with malungay at the wake to prevent another family member dying. Pansit shouldn't be served either to prevent prolonging the mourning period, but it must be eaten after the funeral to extend the lives of the relatives. All the food served at the wake must be eaten within the day of the funeral. Don't accompany visitors outside the door of the wake's venue to avoid dying next. And avoid saying thank you to anyone giving condolences during the wake as this might be seen as being thankful that someone passed away. If the wake is taking place at the family's house, the following extra precautions should be taken. 
cover all the mirrors in the house as the dead is believed to show themselves in mirrors. Avoid sweeping the floors as this will banish the spirit of the dead from the house. Family members should not take a bath or comb their hair inside the house. After the wake, remove and wash all curtains in the house to strip away any negative energy or bad luck left from the wake. The following pamahiin are observed during the funeral itself. Pregnant women who are close relatives of the dead must leave the house first before the body is taken to be buried. This is so they won't have difficulty giving birth. Other family members should hide in a closed room and face the wall while the coffin is being carried out of the house. Then they should exit the house using another door so that they don't follow in the path of the recently dead. The casket shouldn't touch any part of the door while being carried outside and shouldn't for any reason be brought back in. A palayok or clay pot should then be thrown on a pile of sand or soft soil. If it doesn't break, another family member will die soon. The casket should be placed feet first inside the hearse to prevent the dead from walking back home. Once the funeral procession has started, avoid returning and looking back at the house. Widowed women should not join the procession but should instead take another route to the cemetery. This is so their spirits wouldn't follow their husbands to the afterlife. All the flowers in the wake must be buried together with the dead, but the names of relatives decorating the casket must be kept. Before the grave is permanently covered, children should be passed overhead the casket from one side to the other. This is so the ghost of the dead won't visit them, and if they're sick, their illness would be buried along with the dead. After the funeral, the family of the departed should wash their hands in cold water with bayabas or guava leaves before they enter the house. This is to wash away all the bad luck from the dead. They should also step over some ashes outside the doorstep of their house so the body of the dead will return to ashes. There are also pamahiin for people visiting the wake and for those who come across a funeral procession. Pinch someone if they sneeze, as sneezing supposedly invites the dead to visit you. If the person who died is old, eating the food served at the wake will give you the person's luck of making it into old age. If you're pregnant, avoid looking inside the coffin so you won't have a hard time delivering your baby. If your entire family's at the wake, not all of you should look at the face of the dead person or death will come to your family. Avoid bringing home any food or flour from the wake. Don't visit two wakes in one day. If you go straight home after attending the wake, the dead will follow you home. To avoid this, drop by someplace else first, such as a convenience store or a mall. This is a tradition called bagbag. Once you do come home from the wake, immediately change out of your clothes to get rid of any negative energy or bad luck from the dead. If you're at home and a funeral procession passes by your house, wake up anyone who's sleeping inside the house. Throw coins in front of the funeral car to give the spirit pamasahe or fare for the afterlife. The following are some signs of impending death. If a cock crows in the afternoon or a dog howls in a spooky way, it means death is coming to someone. If a person's shadow appears to be without a head, that person will die soon. If two people from the same family get married within a year, one of them will die. The cursed marriage is referred to as sukob. A sick person meeting a black cat on the way to the hospital or visited by an owl outside their house will die. 
Smelling the scent of burning candle when there is no candle around means there is impending death in the family or the spirit of someone beloved is nearby. The same goes for a butterfly fluttering around especially when it's black. This may also mean that there is a death anniversary coming soon. Dreaming of teeth being pulled out or of riding on a boat is a sign of impending death. Lastly, the following are some do's and don'ts in everyday life to avoid death. Don't clean your backyard once the sun has already set. Don't eat sour fruits or cut your fingernails at night. Don't carry your hands on top of your head or leave the house before used eating utensils have been washed and put away. Avoid organizing teams composed of 3 or 13. If a group of 3 has their picture taken, the one in the middle will die first. If you're pregnant, don't wear a black dress or have your picture taken. If a mother is giving birth at home, every hole in the house must be covered or an evil spirit might come in and kill the baby. And finally, if you dreamt of yourself dying, bite the trunk of a tree in your backyard so the bad omen of dying would go to that tree instead. Every Filipino child, especially in the provinces, has been told by their elders at least one of these pamahiin while growing up. And as incredible as some of them might sound, they, hopefully along with the hanging coffins of Sagada, are customs that everyone can expect to continue surviving, as following them can literally be a matter of life and death for some Filipinos. To support Stories After Dark, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also suggest cases or send personal stories to storiesafterdarkph at gmail.com and become an official patron at patreon.com slash storiesafterdark. All of the links are in the episode description. Thank you for listening.